If you got your Bibles, let's go to Genesis. If we're going to go to Sunday school, we might as well start in the beginning, right? That's where we all started was in the beginning. So we might as well go there and we'll start. So I'm just going to take you through a, a little story in the Bible, an account in the Bible. I really don't like saying stories, so I have to correct myself every time I say that. Because how many of you know the Bible's not full of stories? It's full of accounts. See, there, <laughs> I ain't got time. I ain't got time. Genesis chapter 32. Uh, we're going to start at verse 22. I'm going to try to read through 32. Good job. Good job. You've done good. You tell your daddy to get you ice cream after church. <laughs> I'm going with you, though. <laughs> All right. Straighten up. This is church. Genesis chapter 32, starting at verse 22. This is uh, the account of Jacob in the midst of wrestling. I already told you I wrestled all night long last night, and I couldn't figure out why I couldn't go to sleep. And uh, I just flat out said, God, what do you want? And he said, Jacob. And I'm going, man, I'm wrestling in bed, and you're saying Jacob. Okay, I got it. Leave me alone. Let me go to sleep. But he didn't do that. I had to wrestle all night. Um, so here we are. So this one, I, I trust and believe that God's brought this one hot off the press. And he arose that night, talking about Jacob, and he took his two wives. We'll have to talk about that some other time. I don't know why a man wants two. His two, his two feet, don't get yourself in trouble. His two female servants and his 11 sons, and they crossed over the ford of Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over what he had. He basically said, here, y'all go. I mean, I would have said that too if I had two of them. <laughs> y'all got to go. And then it said, then Jacob was left alone. He was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he... He touched the socket of his hip. Now when he saw, when he saw this man that Jacob was wrestling, when that man saw that he didn't prevail against Jacob, he, the man wrestling Jacob, touched the socket of his hip, Jacob's hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint. And we already talked about it. It was 90. Of course it went out of, went out of socket. As he wrestled, he being this man with him. And he said, let me go. Let me, the man that was wrestling Jacob, let, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, Jacob, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you've struggled with, the God, with God and with man and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it you want to know my name? And he, he being this man, 
blessed him, him being Jacob, there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Just as he crossed over Peniel, the sun rose on him, and he limped on his hip. Therefore, to this day, the children of Israel do not eat the muscle that shrank, which is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip, and the muscle shrank. Father, this morning, I'm totally leaning your direction because I'm not going to be able to do this without you. Father, I would ask that you would, that you would soften the hearts. Holy Spirit, that you would begin to plow the field so that the seed is sown, that it, that it falls on fertile ground, ground that's ready to receive and ready to work the seed so that when it comes time to harvest, they'll be able. Father, have your way this morning. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, for a lot of different people, blessings come in different shapes, sizes, and forms. For some people, and see, this, this is all dependent upon where you are in life at the moment that you call out, I need a blessing. If you're in a, a need or a time in your life and your, your body is just being torn apart because of whatever the case, or seasoned people, you know, when we become seasoned, we find aches and pains that we didn't have when we were young. So that form of blessing to us would be in the shape of a healing. That would be a blessing. It would be, come on now, seasoned people, I'm giving you an opportunity to amen me down right here. It would be a blessing for us to be able to crawl up out of bed and feel like a spring chicken. Amen. See what I mean? See, there are some people, y'all know what I'm talking about. And there, there's other people that need that blessing. And, and it, it may have to, it may be a while or whatever, but you may face a time in your life where that form of blessing would be somebody giving you a holy hand. Shake. Did anybody know what I'm talking about? Holy handshake. They drop some money in your hand when they shake it. That's a holy handshake, just for future references. And uh, joking, not really. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I am. I am. See, I gotta be so careful, man. I just try to pick on everybody. Equal opportunity offender. But that form of blessing would be in the in in the form of a financial blessing. Right when we need it the most, man, and we're praying, God, my rent's due, and I need some help up in here. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, there's a letter in the mailbox, and it's from Heaven Boulevard. (laughs) And you open it up, and there's a check from the Bank of Heaven. 
and it's signed God. <laughs> Anybody ever picked out that check out your mailbox? If you have, please come and talk to me because I want to find out if I can find the address, the route number, the account number, and I'm going to try to hack into it because I know he got some money. <laughs> but that would be another form of this blessing that we would so desire. There's others that would be in this, uh, in this season of where they were so brokenhearted and so distraught that, man, a blessing to them would be a day of joy and peace and happiness. That's right. Come on. Stress-free. That would be another form of blessing. So depending on where you are this morning, I'm trying to make sure that I touch each and every one of you because I don't want you to miss the vital point of this. But everybody at some point in their time need a blessing. Yes. Not so much that you want one. We all want, we're selfish people. Yes, we are. Come on. We all want. That's right. Blessing. Yes, we do. Don't lie to yourself and don't lie to me. That's right. We all want, look, I get up in the morning, God bless me. Because I want it. <laughs> I might not even need that blessing, but I want it. <laughs> so I want to make sure that you understand that if, if you're not in that position now, which I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure that 99.999 and nine-tenths of the people in here are in a position, a position or a season in their life that they desire a blessing. They need one. Amen. You, you need it. In this text, see, this is where we find Jacob. Jacob has found himself in a moment where he needs, he desires, and he took it a step further. He demands a blessing. Amen. But see, there's a few things that's going to have to take place in your life. These are those moments that we don't really want to talk about because we don't believe that God would do such a thing. I want to take you back real quick to Jesus when he come up out the water, not out the grave, when he come up out the water to begin his ministry. Y'all remember? Mm -hmm. And the heavens opened up. Yes, it did. Boy, what an approval. <laughs> Could you imagine if the heavens opened up to you when you give your heart to Christ? Amen. Amen. And the heavens opened up, and God approved and said, This is my son in whom I am well pleased. That's right. And then, on that little rascal, mm -hmm. he sent his son, the one in whom he was pleased with, out in the desert. <laughs> I said, What? I thought you just approved this man. You love it. This is the one you opened up heaven for. You sent the Holy Spirit like a dove and set it down upon his head. You said, you spoke. And you went and sent him. What? See, oh, man, I wish I had time. I wish I had time right there. Because, see, he was fully man and fully God. God had to let him recognize in his manlyhood 
that, son, you can't do this on your own, and I created you for something. So right now, i got to put you in a place that you'll recognize who you are in me, not who you are in man. Because if you only know who you are in man, you'll never make it in who you are in me. Come on. Come on, somebody. Please help this morning. I'm tired. I ain't slept all night. I'm tired. (laughs) But God will pull you back sometime. There's times that God will separate you. It said that he was left alone. Everybody else and everything else that he had, that he cherished, that he loved, his finances, his job, his honeydew, not the list, the woman. All of it centered across the brook. And there he stood all by, can you imagine what it's like? See, I can. This is why I wrestled with this. Can you imagine in your life that God would ever put you in a time that separation was needed? And everything and everybody you ever relied upon is removed and you're left alone. Don't you know that some of the best blessings, huh? They, they come when you buy yourself. I'm going to tell you why in a minute. If you don't go, you don't go to sleep on me, you go to, I'm, I promise you, I'll just, I'll just take, take copies of my notes and I'll pass them out to everybody else. And then we will quietly leave and you'll wake up in here and everybody gone. You're going to think a rapture took place and you didn't make it. <laughs> But there's this point that Jacob found himself alone. Man, it is so much easier to move through life when you have a crowd of people and a lot of things around you that you depend upon to issue your happiness. That's true. Yes. Everything that he had was gone. And wouldn't you know it? It wasn't in the high noon. It said, and that night. Boy, sometimes me, me and God are going to have conversation. I'm telling you all now, when everything takes place, if I don't make it there before you make it there, you're going to get out the way when I get there because me and him got to have talk. Because <laughs> he don't ever, he don't ever, E-V-A, ever, <laughs> come to work on you when everything is going good. He hits you at the darkest moments of your life. He finds you in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your sorrow, in the midst of your loneliness. Come on. Come on. Ain't none of y'all ever been there. You don't know what I'm talking about. I want to take you on a trip this morning. This is Sunday school. Y'all Sunday school teachers done this, right? They talked to you like this all the way through it, didn't they? And this man shows up. 
to wrestle. Look, I was tired. I didn't feel like wrestling. I'm just telling you the truth. I wanted to go to sleep. What do you want? Why now? I need to go to sleep. Got to feed your sheep in the morning. So I don't have to have time, if you don't mind. So we wrestle in the night when I'm by myself. Ain't got nobody fighting a fight for me. You sleeping. You sleeping. You sleeping. She's snoring. It's supposed to be my help mate. She said, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you get some sleep over here. Leave me alone. We see Jacob now fighting for this blessing. And see, it doesn't really say that he is wrestling for a blessing or fighting for a blessing. They just said they started to wrestle. Sometimes what you desire from God, you got to fight for. Amen. Right. And you got to fight for it by yo self. Uh oh. But pastor, can I call upon the elders of the church? <laughs> They'll pray with you, but you got to fight it. You'll, you'll, you'll understand what I'm talking about here in just a minute. So for the sake of argument this morning, I, I'd like to believe that this blessing that Jacob sought after was one that would remove the burden of who people thought he was or who people wanted him to be and would allow him to be who God had made him. Jacob's wanting a blessing that would release him of the pressure of owning up to and standing with people's expectations. He wanted a blessing that would just release him for a moment that would allow him to be who God had created him to be, not what man had made him. Y'all remember the story of Jacob and Esau. And it started even in the womb of Rebekah. Always tussling and fighting. Jacob already knowing for some, some, some way, already knowing that Esau was going to make it first. And he's trying to beat him down before they get out the womb. Not knowing that he's trying to try to kill his mama. They in there just a... And he snatches the heel of his brother. The whole heel snatcher. He wanted the birthright. And he was fighting for it even before, even before consciousness. He was fighting for it. And they go through all of this stuff all the way through their life. Now, there's some stuff in here. I'm, there's a lot of conversation I need to have when I get y'all so. Why is this man living in his house with his mama at 70 years old? 
So y'all didn't catch that when y'all read it. <laughs> Said Rebecca went and got the clothes of Esau and put it on Jacob. Why she got his clothes? That's weird. Seventy some years old and she still got his dresses and bed all tucked. What? She overhears Isaac talking to Esau. His eyes were getting dim, and he said, It's time that I bless you. Rebecca hears, and Rebecca says, Hey, when Esau goes in the field, I need you to fix the stuff up, take it in there, and give it to your daddy, and get your blessing. Because, see, <laughs> the way they said it, he, they said he hung around closely to the tent. That means he was always cooking with mommy. <laughs> That means the, the apron string wasn't cut. You got one boy out hunting, cutting wood, mowing grass, and the other one's always cooking with mommy. So mommy was looking after him and said, go do this. But he's going to know who I am. Not here, just put some, put some fur on him. And it'll feel like, because Esau, you see, was red and all hairy and so he had to go and persuade his father. That's a polite word. Manipulate right. his father. Well, I'm getting close. He, he lied to his father to gain the rights. But see, this, doesn't, this didn't come before he had already had porridge with his brother. Remember, he sold his birthright to Jacob for a bowl of beans. Are you kidding me? I mean, at least give me something good, not something give me gas. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You can walk down the same aisle with me this morning. It's all right. Every once in a while, they, uh-oh. <laughs> so he stands in place of his brother, and he gets the right hand of blessing. See, it's tradition in those times that they would lay their right hand on their child's head. That right hand was a representation of authority, and that's how he would get his blessing. And then when he got his blessing, Esau said, Whoa, wait a minute, time out. I messed up just because I was hungry. This is a good, this is good food for thought right here for you. Don't allow a temporary decision to affect you. The Bible says in the last days, they'll want no teaching that's good for them. They'll find things that tickle their ears. Don't you make no. So here's Jacob. He has fought for this birthright. He had stole it from his brother, and he had lied to his father to gain this blessing. And in chapter 27, he actually said that he was Esau. His father asked him, you sound like Jacob. Who are you? I'm Esau, he said. (laughs) 
and he's got to run for his life. Because Esau, see Esau knew how to use guns and spears and bows. He knew how to use skillets and slippers and flippers. So he was running, right? So he's running. And in the midst of this running, he's found, left by himself with, with a blessing. Are y'all hearing me? He, he already had the blessing. And still on the run. Can I tell you that there's going to be people in your life that it's okay for them to influence you, but never let that person influence you to the point to where you become them. Because God can't bless what's not yours. That's good. There's a time in your life, you got to be you. I used to tell people all the time, man, and any time, whether it was in church ministry or leadership or whether it was in business, I said, listen, it's not who you can become when you get the promotion that brings up on you the promotion. It's who you were that got you to where you are. Don't change it. That's right. Come on. All right. Here. Let's do this. I'm going to help them. We're going to bring it down right here. I'm going to help them. I'm going to help them. You know those people, as soon as they get authority, they act like a jack of eye. You with me? I ain't got to spell that out. But that's what they do. Man, they get arrogant, hateful. Man, you don't even want to be it. Man, they were your friends last week, but uh-oh, they got a promotion. Boy, they don't even like you now. They trying to fire you? That's truth. And Jacob finds himself, man, having to fight yet again for a different type of blessing than what he had fight what he had fought for originally. What he had fought for originally wasn't meant for him. Now he's trying to fight for a blessing that belongs to him. I think it would have been much easier on this dude, man. Instead of waiting until you're 90 years old trying to wrestle somebody. You could have done this thing right and at 70 you probably been cool. But a lot of us do it the wrong way. I want, I want your blessing because it looks so good on you, man. I mean, your blessing looks good on you. Right? So now I'm trying to... I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm, I'm good. I'm okay, all right? So now I think his blessing looks so good on him, I'm going to try to get some dreads. <laughs> huh? Right? It, it take me a few years, though. I would look good. I could sport it. I, look, I could make him things look good, though. But they ain't mine. They know I'm trying to take something of somebody else and make it me. And the whole time I'm trying to walk in your skin, it ain't working. 
I'm choking myself at night while I'm sleeping. It ain't, it ain't working. Because <laughs> there's some things that you have to understand. Because, well, I ain't got time to go into hair stuff with y'all. But he can't take his off like some of y'all can. And set it. <laughs> so he, he got to do some, he got to do some things with it. To get it right and tight. So it ain't all up in, and she wake up and go, honey, you breathing? <laughs> right? Or she waiting up smacking him because it's all in her mouth and everything. <laughs> you can't go through life That's right. That's good. expecting somebody else's blessings to look good on you. See, God every once in a while has to take us back to a place. This is what he done with him. He took him back to a place. He looked at him and he said, What's your name? The last time we hear him saying his name is back in chapter 27. And his name then was what? Esau. God had to remind him. Your name's not Esau. Your name is Jacob. But I need you to understand this. So I'm going to ask you. What's your name? He couldn't tell this man, Esau, you can't look. You dressing up all pretty, you fooling the one you beside. But trust me. Come on. You're not fooling him. Amen. You're lying to yourself. You're hurting yourself. Right. You could be so much further along right now if you just done you. Baby, I don't really care. You know, and I, it doesn't matter to me if I hurt my feelings or not. I don't really care what people think about me because I'm not doing them. That's right. Come on. Come on. We in this. <laughs> I'm not. Right. I get to do me, Hannah. And guess what? God made a group of people that either couldn't hear <laughs> and he would put them under me. <laughs> And around me and beside me, right? They couldn't hear, so they ain't they, they we love him. What'd he say? I don't know. <laughs> right? Turn your hearing aid up, David. But that, 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 that's what happens. God said, I, I can't have you going around saying you're somebody that you're not. You want me to bless you? I'm going to bless you in your skin. Amen. That's good. Amen. See, you trying to get your healing by doing what somebody else is doing. Uh-oh. All right. Here it goes. I'm going to get some hate mail. I'm going to get some hate mail. Because you calling girl across the street. What you on dieting? <laughs> I'm gonna get some hate mail. 
It's working. It worked for me. <laughs> Girl, you better be listening to the word. Huh? Ain't that, come on, y'all, y'all participate in that. Don't lie to the pastor. Don't you think my wife gets sucked right on up into that black funnel with you? Because she'd be going, <laughs> I'm, what are you giggling? I got this in the mail and it's a book. You ordered the book, I could have told you how to lose weight. Stop eating as much. <laughs> See, I get hate mail from y'all. I get hit by her. But it's all right. But see, is this not what we do? Man, we have taken this to a total different level, even inside the body of Christ, because what's working for the church across town, I want to get involved with because it'll work for me over here, because now we have taken a living organism and we have turned it into a manipulated organization, and we think that everything is by the letter, and it's meet one person at the door, give them a bag in the hand at that one, love on them over here, call them up over there, send them three letters, make sure you go by to the house, send them a fruitcake, and they'll be back next week. I'm going to get some hate mail, but I'm going to do me. I'm done. I got so freed up even after all the rest. I'm so done, done, done. I'm going to do me. Guess what? That word may not be as deep as you was hoping it was going to be this morning, but I promise you if you take it and apply it, it's a seed from the word. Only 25% of you is going to get it, but it's the word, and it's going to hit somebody's soil, and they're going to go home, and they're going to culture that thing. They're going to put some kind of fertilizer on it. They're going to set the timers on the sprinkler. They're going to water that thing every day. It's going to grow, and when they need it the most, they're going to walk outside and pluck its fruit. And you're going to be across the street with your knuckles, and you're going to be going, wow, they getting blessed. That's right. That's right. Come on. Hey, look. Come on. Let me tell you the truth. Let me tell you the God's honest truth. If half of the people hearing a deep word understood half of what they heard, this world would be a total different place to be living in. But here's the problem. You don't understand the deep word no way because you ain't spent time with God. And Jesus even told his disciples, he said, look, everything I talk to them, I talk to them in mysteries because I don't want them to get it. But being that you're a disciple, come over here. Let me give you some meat of the word. Let me tell you why this works. Let me tell you how this works. Let me tell you how to get to this. But them, they all, man, you give all these crazy people some stuff like that. They. Come on, that's good. That's good. Calm down, Pastor. <laughs> I need a power pill. My mouth is starting to. Like. Bag of cotton. <laughs> we all right? I wonder how many of you listening this morning have found yourself in an area where you just wish you could be who you are without the fear of other rejections. I wonder how many of you are living a life to make somebody else happy. 
Man, you ain't even got time to tend to your own life because you're so worried about living everybody else's. I'm going to get some hate mail. You wear stuff because you think people will compliment it. It's the end thing, so you wear it. See, you don't want it. You don't want it. You get your hair did a certain way because you hope that somebody's going to comment on it. Because it's the end thing. Can I preach this a minute? You go, you go to a certain church. Come on. Oh, I ain't stopping. I'm coming right up in the soup bowl. You'll go to a certain church because you've got friends that's going to that church. And you've been there for six years, and you ain't grown not in there a bit. You worried about. <laughs> I know you don't want to hear a lot of the word, but you're going to hear it if you come here. Because this ain't about your friendship in other places. There is one that I want to call me friend, and I don't care if you ever do. He said, Abraham, I call you friend. That's right. I, I don't, you ain't never, y'all call me things probably worse than that. But <laughs> I don't need you to call me friend. Amen. Matter of fact, I'd rather you call me pastor That's right. than ever call me friend. That's right. Because see, pastor, I will never depart. From that position, mm-hmm. I'll always be good. pastor. Won't always be your friend. That's good. Because something, come on, come on, come on, you bunch of fickle people, come on. Because as soon as somebody says something about what you had on this Sunday last week, you done got mad and tore up, panties in a wad, knickers in a knot, and now you're not even their friend. You can't even sit in the same sanctuary That's with you leave a church because you don't like who's there worshiping. What are you doing? What? Tell the truth. Come on. Come on. And you praying, God make my pathway smooth. <laughs> and you leave and go, come on, come on, come on. And you go somewhere else where they're going to throw the sloppy agape on you and give you some watered down soup bowls. And you're going to drink that stuff thinking it's good. Man, it's got good flavor, but it ain't got no substance. And by the time you get to the house, you want to have a sandwich before lunch. Settle down, pastor. <laughs> we say certain things around certain people just because they're there. Love your pastor. Hey, y'all want to go eat lunch after church? Man, I'm going to tell you what, man. That pastor, I don't know what his deal is. He didn't call. Come on. Well, if I was an entree, I'd get all kinds of dollar bills, boy, because then people be ordering up the pastor all day on Sunday afternoon. 
Y'all with me? I am I making you go to sleep? Because if I am, we stop. If not, we got till two. All right, here we go. And I, and I, I know that there's all of us in here. Every, every, every one of us has been caught up in this area. Man, we, we desire the blessing so much. We want, come on, we, we all want the blessing of God. We, we all do. If we didn't want the blessing of God, we wouldn't even serve Him. We want, we want, we want the blessing of God. But our problem is we get so tied up in trying to deliver a fulfillment to everybody else's expectations on our life, we forget that God had something special in store for us, and He could have got us there much quicker than any one human could have ever dreamed of getting there. But I want to be like JT. He's so, okay, hey, let's go here for a minute. This is a good one. Man, the Lord is just blessing JT. He's got a banging job, making good money, just living the dream. This man's got it. And then you say, oh, JT, man, get me on where you on at. Let me, let me come over there and get with your job. And he says, all right, I know the boss. I know they're getting ready to hire. I'm going to pull a string. I'm going to get you in. He brings you in, and you get to ride with JT. Man, what a blessing. <laughs> and all you get to hear is praise and worship music and about Jesus, and it's hot as hell in there. <laughs> He's sweating, holding five hand dials, wiping his head the whole day. His shorts are wet. His socks are dripping. And you're going, what a blessing. I don't want to come back to work tomorrow. <laughs> and then you have the audacity look at him. I don't know how in the world you deal with that because it's his blessing, not yours. Amen. Stop. You don't even... Y'all know this life that I'm talking about. Here, here's some. Here, here's, here's a couple that I wrote down because it just happened to hit me. And I said, okay. So I wrote it down. Now I'm going to read it to you. When you ask how you are and your reply is blessed and highly favored, knowing, knowing good and well deep down inside, you don't feel it. Come on. What? Here's, here's a Christian cliche. Fake it till you make it. That's a lie. Listen, you don't. If you truly had an encounter with Jesus Christ, let me tell you what you don't have to do. You never have to fake it. See, we, man, we've destroyed church, man. I've, I've shut out opportunity for people to be surrounding you that could help you grow. Because... I've told them they can't fake it till they make it. See, because we use that verse. Speak those things that aren't as if they are. Well, I just the power of death and life is in the tongue. So we don't want to say how we really are. That's good. Oh, okay, 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 okay. This man looked at him and said, what's your name? Jacob could have said, Esau, today's terminology, how you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. Get where that come from? 
knowing good and well he wasn't. Just hang on, just just hang on a minute. I want you to make sure you put all the notes in and send me one email. <laughs> Someone's asking how you doing today, and your reply is, I'm victorious in Jesus. <laughs> Knowing deep inside you feeling defeated. You didn't even want to come to church this morning. But you dragging baggage that don't even have your name tag on it. On. It was just something you picked up at the airport yesterday. When you ask how you're feeling and your reply is full of joy. Knowing inside you're so beaten down it seems like all your joy is left. But see, we, we teach that as gospel. Do we not? We, we teach this as gospel coming from the pulpit. This is how we teach this. We teach this, you fake it till you make it. You're blessed and highly favored. Don't say nothing wrong because you'll talk something into your life and you'll do. Let me tell you, it's a lie straight from hell because this is what Jesus said. All those who are what? Weary and heavy laden. Come to me. I'll give you. See, we. You didn't lie to yourself so much that your lie has now become your truth. And when Jesus comes and says, what's your name? You say, blessed and highly favored. And he can't fix. He can't bless. Come on. <laughs> Come on, church. Please get this. Please get this. The more we continue to walk in our little bubble the more we're going to struggle with getting the blessing that belongs to us. The blessing that he got was his. He didn't get it without fighting for it, but he didn't get it until he recognized who he wasn't in men and who he was in God. And do you see the blessing? This is, this is why I say that blessing is going to come in different fashion and forms. And I'm one of those people that if I get into all of the stuff that my wife doesn't like and I start breaking down stuff and mining stuff in the different languages, and uh, then when we're looking at blessings, actually word. <laughs> A blessing is actually spoke over you. Why do you... Hey, let me... All right, look... Oh, well, wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't get to this note. <laughs> he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. See, what he's wanting you to do is let go of everything else. Don't let go of him. You want the blessing from him? Don't let go of him. Let go of everything else. Boy, I think we lost them right there. I still think they're tied up in the what they have is their blessing. They don't get it, so you're going to have to do it. 
We won't. We hold on to everything around us. Because your job's good. And if God, listen, here's a disclaimer. I I hate putting the disclaimers out because people are just so fanatical and crazy, man. Y'all freak me out. (laughs) You put a disclaimer in there. I ain't telling you that God's trying to make you get rid of all your stuff, okay? (laughs) But if God come to you, I mean God, not some fanatic, not some prophet liar. I'm talking about God. God come to you in the middle of the night, early hours of the morning, while she was sleeping and she didn't have no say in it. Boy, that's dangerous too. I've been there, done his thing. And he says, JT, tomorrow there's going to be a man walk past you and he's going to offer you an opportunity. And the opportunity that you see is going to be far less than what you have. But if you will move, if you'll walk in that, I promise you, I will take you into the land flowing with milk and honey. But you're going to have to go here. (laughs) Time out. Time out. Boy, as soon as he decides he's going to do that, he got to talk to her. And let me tell you, earrings, shoes, right. <laughs> all of us coming off, baby, because we fit in the fight up in the kitchen. We done been down this road once before, and it didn't work out well, and you buy it. No, That's, that is how we are. We will miss the blessing that's ours because we're enjoying the blessing of somebody else. And dear God, it's never, it's never more than what God can give you. Amen. Amen. I'll not let go of you. I'll let go of everything else. You can keep a family on the other side of the brook. You can keep my camels that are pregnant with a bunch of yearlings running around. You you can keep because he give. Remember he gave Esau milking goats or milking camels. They had little youngins running around when they were milking. That that was prestigious. Because if you give away a milking camel, you got to give away what she's milking too. Mm-hmm. Oh, see that different? That's another one. <laughs> so he said to him, "What is your name?" Now this this is after he said, "I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me." And Jesus immediately, or this man, or God, or the angel of God, whatever. We just know it was part of God. Y'all call it whoever you want to call it. I'll not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what's your name? What? I want you to bless me. You've wrestled with me all night. Now you want to get intimate? (laughs) Now you want to ask me my name? But he said, Jacob. Immediately he blessed him. He said, your name's no longer Jacob. You're Israel. He didn't give him anything. He didn't give him gold, frankincense, myrrh, milk and camels and donkeys. He said, 
your name's Israel. But not until he was able to recognize who he was in him. Because he had been fleeing and running as Esau. Living the lie. He was living the lie. Can you imagine? Think about it. What if he wouldn't have been living Esau's blessing? Would he have been able to marry who he married? Or did they get married because they thought that they were under the blessing that wasn't his and belonged? I'm just asking questions. Would he be where he was with the people that he was with? Now you have to go and look and go, hmm, what happens now? Now they know who I am. Because I said something about her dress. And she hurt me. Uh-oh. Here's a toe tickler. I said something about a political party. How do they feel about me now? They know that we have friends that are gay. I wonder what they think about us now. Don't judge me. The Bible told me I'm supposed to give water who needs a drink. Don't judge me. Boy, Wednesday going to be hot as a firecracker. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, I just lost y'all right there, didn't I? That, that just... It just <laughs> My name is Esau. <laughs> there are times in our journey that God will take us back so we can be reminded of who we are and not who people have made us. Many of us become someone that was created by the people that we hung out with. Because they live one place, you have to live one place. Because they drive one thing, you have to drive one thing. Because they act one way, you have to act one way. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Because they protest one thing, you have to protest one thing. Come on. And Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it you ask me about my name? Don't you just see what I just did? See, that's kind of how I read that. Don't, boy, don't you just recognize what I've done? What are you talking about? What my name is. It don't matter what my name is. It don't matter. Never mind. I'm almost done.
and he. Capital H and he blessed him there. Where? He blessed him in the moment that he recognized. He blessed him in the, in, in the darkest hour of his life. And he realized that I'm not the tail, but I'm the head. And he blessed him there. Where did he bless him? He, he blessed him when he was so broken hearted. And he said, I can't do this anymore. And he blessed him there. He blessed him when he felt like everybody in the world had left him. Nobody was around. He couldn't lean on anything. And he blessed him there. We're confused, people. We think that we have to be in all the goodness of God to be blessed. And this is totally the opposite. Totally. He have nobody. He's running for his life. He thinks he's somebody else. He's got the He's got the weight of Angie on his back and he has to live up to her expectation. And it was when he realized, wait a minute. I'm not living for you. That's right. That's right. All and it's not <laughs> it's not me that lives but it's him that lives in me oh see I, oh my god JT I'm so free in this dude I pity the fool <laughs> pity the fool to walk up in my office and tell me send me a letter and tell me text me something and tell I ain't living for you. It's in him that I live and I move. And I oh, boy freedom where the spirit of the Lord is. Dear God in heaven, I hope you get something. I hope you stop living for a blessing that belongs to somebody else and recognize who you are yes. so that there he'll bless you. Yeah, that's right. Boy, God is so good to me. I don't know if he's good to you or not. I don't know if he's good to you. I got a table out in the lobby and I'm going to put a sign, taste and see that the Lord is good and put a chocolate chip cookie or something there for you. And you can walk by and see that the Lord is good. But I don't know if you're going to recognize that he's good for you or not, but I do know that he's good to me. Yeah.